Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. I know it's a dream for a lot of people not to sell their time to make a living, to have freedom of time, and to be able to say, hey, I made my goal. I reached that benchmark of being a self made millionaire. Not many of us uh, might be able to say that we're even on track in that direction, but he's hit that benchmark. My guest today is Alvin Poe. He's 36, a multimillionaire following the sale of his Singapore dollar web hosting business, Vodian Internet Solutions, back in 2017, uh, which he sold for $30 million. Vodian Internet Solutions is a provider of web hosting services. Alvin now works to coach the next generation of founders and executives, and he's got a book out detailing how to do that. It's called Super Scaling, Systemize, Break Free, and Skyrocket Your Business to Millions. This interview is part of a special series we do here on Influence that features notable speakers in collaboration with the Peak Magazine's Next Gen Leaders series. So you've seen them in the Peak's pages and they come to life here on radio. Alvin Poe, good morning. Welcome to Influence. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. So I hear you swapped your Lamborghini for a motorcycle. You don't you don't wear your wealth. You don't <laughs> drive your wealth, apparently. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I, I actually sold everything that I had in uh, 2018. After I left Fodian, I, I, kind of, I kind of felt lost. So I, I literally sold everything and all my life's possessions could fit into two bags. I left one at my parents' place and then I took one. <laughs> On my back, and I went to travel the world full time. And your parents wow. let you leave your stuff there after making thirty million. They didn't say go <laughs> buy your own house and for your stuff. Okay, that's really yeah. interesting. What happened? Why? Why that sudden moment of you know I need to find meaning? It, it seemed like you were searching for meaning. Yeah, I think that's 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 really it. I was um, I started the business when I was seventeen years old wow. with my co-founder, who happened to be my classmate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was running the business for 17 years. When I saw the business and I left in 2018, it felt like there was this big part of my life that just suddenly had, you know, the chapter had suddenly closed. And it's a very strange feeling to not have that anymore. And I was looking for something to replace that. I couldn't find anything here in Singapore back then. And I, I, I thought that that was the best time to just you know, leave and travel the world and see what else that you know that's around that I haven't seen before. So that was that was that was literally it. I, I left. I I did everything from living with the Mongolian nomads wow. to like training to be a snowboarding instructor <laughs> to road tripping and and all all kinds of stuff. Um, Ticked yeah. off every box <laughs> on your wish list. And at the end of it, did you feel aimless or did you, were you reinvigorated? It gave me newfound purpose. After trying out all these things, which I'm very, very grateful for because, I mean, I never had the time or, you know, I yeah, to, to really like, dive into it mm-hmm. because, I mean, if you want to train to be a snowboarding instructor, you've got to spend weeks and months. Ah. Um, and I couldn't do that in the past. So um, I think after all of that, it really showed me that you need to know who you are and what you want to do and, and what drives you. And, and therefore, purpose is something that's very, very uh, meaningful for me. And mm. I realized that my purpose was to be an entrepreneur. Like, I was an entrepreneur since I was, like, a kid. I used to be selling country flag erasers when I was a kid and, ah. like, all kinds of <laughs> projects. 
um, yeah, and I guess it took me a while to to realize that that was who I am. And um, you know, after I, I was I was done with the traveling, I came back, um, and COVID you know struck as well. So there was this like confluence of factors that just made me stay in Singapore. And um, I started like exploring coaching and helping entrepreneurs scale up their businesses. And that to me was was incredibly fulfilling. So. Uh, was the answer then starting a business to be a coach, as in being an entrepreneur all over again, or was it to really mentor and that's where the purpose lies? You know, how do you locate your purpose now? I, I think it was, uh, the, the, the way I look at businesses is that, you know, I don't come from a position of, you know, how to make the most money or how to make profits. Did you, though, did you start of, there though for Vodian at 17? Yeah, at 17, I was a kid. My my family, like, if I wanted to have pocket money to hang out with my friends or, you know, go to a restaurant or something like that, I had to come up with the money myself. My my family is pretty uh, low income, so mm-hmm. I didn't get much pocket money from them. And so when I started Vodian, it was just a clear case of, hey, do you want to have, like, a part-time job or do you want to, like, work on a business? And for me, I chose a business because it did give me more than a part-time job could. Mm. And that was the basis and the genesis of, of, you know, starting a business. But over the years, it evolved. And it showed me that running a business isn't about profits. Mm. Yes, you get money, but you only get money because your customers, they trust you um, for, in, to, in order, you know, to, to get your, your product and service. And it's really a value exchange. Like, you know, you're solving their problems, you're helping them with their pain points, and in return, they become your customer. And that's the mentality that I have with businesses, businesses in general, including the one that I'm doing right now. Like I see coaching as a business as well because yeah. I am giving value to the customers that I serve. Mm-hmm. They, in return, they get to scale up their businesses, and I think that's something that's a lot more sustainable. I tried the pro bono way before when uh-huh. I was like traveling the world. I had people approach me for mentorship and advice. And it's usually like a question or two that they ask and I try to help them with it. But then I don't see them again or, you know, I don't know what happens or they, they end up like asking like 10 other people and then they get 10 different responses and then they get even more confused. And it's, it's something that I don't think is sustainable. So with a business that actually coaches entrepreneurs, um, I get people who are committed and they stick with the process because I have a whole methodology for them wow. to scale their businesses and and they actually see the results. So I'm very very grateful that I can help these people do that. Um, yeah. And so it sounds like you expect accountability, and that's why there's there's a set program when it comes to your coaching that you've developed for yourself. Give us a sense of what's in this book that you've written, Super Scaling. Why is systemizing part of this program? A system isn't anything that's that's very complex. I see it as uh, a repeatable set of actions that can get you to a result. And it can happen again and again. Mm-hmm. With predictable, with, uh, with predict, uh, you can predict what happens. So I think that's essentially what a system is to me. And I help entrepreneurs have those systems in their business. Because one of the problems that entrepreneurs face mm-hmm. is that you know, there, are, there, are, there are fires that everybody has to put out every single day. And those fires, they they take away time from the business to actually, to actually scale, to actually grow, to actually like progress. And, and yeah, systems help remove all of that. So that's, 
that's one of the focuses that I have, and that's why systems are so important. I found that out myself mm-hmm. when I, I developed the systems in Vodian, and that allowed me to have a lot more free time, to, a lot, to have a lot more bandwidth to, to really scale the business up. Um, and that's something that I teach uh, the clients that I serve. I use a methodology called the 5E scale engine, and it's five principles in order so that the, so that the business can scale um, can yeah, and that's what, what I the cover first principle the, 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 is. I'm not trying to steve you. I'm sure people want to pick up <laughs> yeah, the book after, sure. after they hear. Maybe one principle for us. Absolutely. Um, so the five principles are in order, and I and I developed this over the months and years. The first principle is evolve. I realized that to grow a business, you have to grow first as an entrepreneur. I mean, who you are as an entrepreneur is different if you are running a or a startup or, you know, a five-figure business. And when you progress or you want to run a eight-figure or nine-figure business, mm-hmm. who you are changes. You cannot be the same person. The mindsets that you have, the thought processes that you have, all those have to change. And um, that's why the first principle is evolve, because we, we concentrate on the entrepreneur. Then we move on. We move on to envision. Envision is the second principle. We want to make sure that the vision is super clear so that it becomes a roadmap that not only you, but your whole team and your customers and your partners can see and, and they can follow. Okay. Um, I think one of the problems is that teams, they, 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 the business expects uh, you know, the team to really like put in their, their effort and their work and, and produce results, but sometimes they don't even know what they are working towards. And that confusion usually is because the vision isn't clear. Um, the third principle is empower. We talk about uh, we talk a lot about the team because one of the problems is how do you hire A star players, um, and not only that, how do you retain them and how do you actually grow them in your company so that you can actually produce um, you know results every single time. And that's something that we cover in empower. The third principle. Mm-hmm. Finally, we move on to engage. Engage looks at the customer. You know, my favorite analogy for engage mm-hmm. is. Uh, the leaky bucket analogy. Um, I think business, uh, typically what happens is they have a leaky bucket. The, the bucket is their business and it is leaking. And they're trying to fill it up with water because they are focusing on all the sales and marketing and advertising techniques out there, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, Google, Instagram, yeah. you know, and they, 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 that's what they focus on, right? So uh, they get more and more water, but because the bucket is leaking, the water just like flows right out. So it's much better to focus on having a solid bucket that's not leaking. And that's what happens in Engage because I look at a business holistically. We don't just look at sales. We look at also fulfillment. We look at how you know, uh, we, uh, customers renew, how customers refer, um, and all those things. Because the customer journey, which we talk about in Engage, is actually a five-step process as well. So that's what we cover there. And the fifth principle is, lastly, is execute. And I have an analogy for that too. Great. My analogy mm-hmm. is, um, you know, taking part in a race, a sprint mm-hmm. with Usain Bolt, who's the world's fastest man. Oh boy. Um, I can beat Usain Bolt. So can I, so if I start 50 meters above him, you know, ahead of him. That's the only or, way I'm going to beat him. <laughs> or if Usain Bolt runs in the wrong direction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, well, it's, it's a funny analogy, but that's, Typically, what happens when businesses focus on the wrong thing? No, that's great. And Find your own tension, you know, also. Sort yeah. of don't copy what's come before. 
That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we do in Engage. We make sure that we we look at op- optimization and automation and efficiency, but that only comes at the last because each each principle comes in order. There's a sequence to follow, and we only look at efficiency right at the last stage of it when all the fun- foundations and fundamentals are in place. That's when we know we are running in the right direction. I see you put a lot of thought in this, and thank you for your generosity. I asked for one principle, but we got five, so we all appreciate it here on radio, your generosity. Now, you know, I think when you talk about the fire being put out for entrepreneurs, it's a constant struggle. You know, you're dealing, you want to scale up. What's your marketing budget? What do you do Mm -hmm. when COVID hits? Um, When it comes to dealing with failures, what do you think has been your greatest lesson? I understand you were once delisted from Google. Yeah, that was terrible for a tech company, especially. It's almost as though you like, you know, if you we are we talking about restaurants, it's almost as though, you know, your your signage and your your you know, everything yeah. is just like gone, right? And people can't find you anymore. Gosh. Um, yeah, so that that was a dark period for us. Literally, and it was, yeah, it, it was. Because uh, we use a, an agency, a marketing agency that had very shady techniques and that got us banned from oh. Google. Um, I, I guess the lesson learned was to, to, to trust your providers but you know, verify what they are doing. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we were a lot more careful with the people that we worked with from then on, um, especially with you know, things like Google. Um, that, that showed us also the importance of having multiple channels and diversifying so that you don't just rely on one source of traffic. And that, that led us to really build out, you know, the various channels of like marketing and sales that the company had. Mm, so what do you, what is your take on the question of, do I have to be on all the marketing channels? I, I have to be on Insta, Facebook, um, have a Google presence in order to be a real business? I mean, is that absolutely necessary for business success? Um, I think that that is um, something that they have to explore because um, I think exploration is necessary for marketing. Mm-hmm. We have to find out the channels that resonate with our audience and sometimes we have to test. So I think that, that experimentation and testing process is necessary uh, but in terms of resources, resource management and resource allocation, we have to double down on only the things that make sense for us. Um, I think businesses tend to do what you're saying, where they focus on putting in time and effort in all channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they don't have the capacity or the bandwidth to do that, that results in the business being you know, either burnt out or overwhelmed or, or having very, very bad results. In, in all the things that they are doing. It's kind of like you know, being a jack of all trades and a master of none. Mm. Uh, but if a business finds a channel and uh, a mean that like, actually works for them, then uh, what I do is actually double down in that. Like, I, I make sure I, I really, really focus on that and, and really squeeze that channel for all it's worth, right? Because we, I, know, I now know that that works for my business. So why don't, people do that. I think that's, the, that's, that's something that businesses need to focus on rather than to just you know, spread their eggs around like every, every single channel. Yeah, that's a good point. It has to be customized. You have to see what works yeah. for you and don't let FOMO lead you to, I guess, a leaky <laughs> bucket, right, where you spend on every yeah. channel. <laughs> well, it's been absolutely, exactly. 
it's absolutely fascinating speaking with you. Is your book available on all bookstores or only on Amazon or Kindle? Uh, they are, they, it's actually available on all those channels that you've mentioned, mm-hmm. but I'm running a special promotion on my website right now. Mm-hmm. So if people go to my website, you can actually get the book at a special discount and I even, I'll even ship it to them locally oh, for free. Oh, wonderful. What's the website? Uh, superscaling.com, the same name of the book. Superscaling. All right, Alvin. Well, thank you for joining us and we wish you the best on your entrepreneurial journey ahead. Great. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Most welcome. So he's uh, Alvin Poe doesn't wear his wealth traded in his Lambo for a motorcycle. And, uh, you know, even though he sold his business for 30 million, nice chunk of change there in the pocket, now finds meaning sharing his business lessons with all of us. Isn't that fortunate for the rest of us? He's founder of Superscaling, ex-CEO of Vodian Internet Solutions, and his book is Superscaling, Systemize, Break Free, and Skyrocket Your Business to Millions. This is Influence. I'm Michelle Martin. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.